morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers competed despite losing Anthony Davis early to the Cavs, but uh, Cleveland winds up pulling away late and the Lakers now have to try to figure out how to get more size on the court. Oh, hey, one way is to stop playing Patrick Beverly. Once again, Darvin Ham went with a three-guard lineup to start the game, and uh, once again, Patrick Beverly went unguarded on the perimeter and gummed up the offense. At some point soon, uh, he's he being uh, Ham is going to have to move away from Pat in the Pat in the uh, starting lineup. It's just not working. While he is shooting this poorly, I know that with somebody like Pat. You need him to get reps in order to get that shot right, but nothing about it looks very good right now. And, you know, we've already seen him move away from a guard who is underperforming in Kendrick Nunn. Uh, Nunn got some minutes but had a quick hook uh, because on one end he wouldn't shoot, and on the other he tapped the ball almost back into the basket and created an opportunity for the Cavs defensively. So like we've seen Ham move away from a guard who isn't playing well and yeah, Bev offers a lot more than none defensively, but it's not enough to make up for how bad Beverly has been on offense. He's just he's just non-existent out there. And and you know, it was wild to watch early in the game. The Lakers started the game shooting eight three pointers to the Cavs two, I believe, or or, or three, maybe. And a lot of that was the Cavs just like begging the, the, the guards that the Lakers have out there to shoot. Well, really, they were begging anybody to shoot from three, and the Lakers obliged. And yeah, it didn't, it didn't go very well. And, and we can keep saying, well, the Lakers are generating open, open looks, and they're generating good shots, and they're open opportunities. But like, ask anybody who has ever played pickup basketball. Eventually, you miss enough of those wide-open shots and your teammates start asking you, "Hey, why do you think you're so open?" <laughs> you know, like it, it. And and I think that's kind of the situation that especially Beverly is in right now, where he's shooting, and the defender is walking away from him, and it doesn't even matter. It, it, the the defender is is I, I I it wouldn't surprise me if a defender at some point this season, when Beverly catches it, just yells at him, "Shoot it." Shoot it. You're open. I remember doing that on the court. <laughs> like this is this is the way this stuff works and he's just been so bad offensively and he isn't good enough defensively even while he's fairly solid. He's not good enough defensively. You have to be Scotty Pippen to make up for what he is doing offensively. You have to be like twice Alex Caruso twice over to to make up for how bad Beverly has been from three-point range and just on the court on offense in general he doesn't he, he's he's not really creating opportunities for other people he is incapable of creating opportunities for himself offensively and most importantly either is missing or is passing up on open opportunities that others are creating for him he's just until further notice he he's not playable Elsewhere in the game, I thought an interesting decision and one that the that Darvin Ham is going to have to revisit is uh, with winning Gabriel out, I think Juan Toscano-Anderson deserves a shot at trying to get back into the rotation, at least temporarily. 
the Lakers need size, athleticism, and, and effort. And while Damian Jones did provide effort for, frankly, one of the first times this season, uh, I, I do think having a small ball four who just gets out there and and throws his body around and and goes out and challenges and stuff and doesn't care, you know, fouling out doesn't really matter because you're playing 10 minutes tops anyway. Um, somebody who can just get out there and muck things up a bit. I, I, I like the idea of JTA getting out there and, and, and giving it a go again. I understand why he fell out of the rotation for some of the reasons that we've talked about with Patrick Beverly, right? He was really struggling to shoot. Uh, they weren't getting out in transition often enough to make him more useful than he was when he fell out of the rotation. There was some injury stuff too when other players have played well in his absence. So like I understand how it happened, but with Wenyan Gabriel out, I do think that we're kind of reaching a point here where Ham needs to find any and all size and athleticism that, that he can find because, you know, a lot of these, almost all of them, frankly, all of the super small three guard lineups, they're not only are they small, but they're not particularly athletic and they can't shoot. And, you know, one of those things can't be the case. You at least be athletic, at least be able to shoot, right? At least be like at league average in terms of size. But the Lakers in those lineups haven't been, and they need to find a way to get away from those lineups, even if a lot of the talent dispersal is at that position. You do have to kind of set, you have to draw a line in the sand here and, and say, look, there are there are baselines for what is necessary to be successful in the NBA, size being an important key in basketball uh you you do need to at some point address the lack of size that the lakers are regularly playing with especially with you know one of your key bigs and gabriel being out while it's understandable that the lakers lost this one it is kind of a blow to have a potential win just kind of slip out of your hands, whether it's because AD goes down or whether it's because you go cold at the wrong time and and Cleveland's talent just winds up winning out. Uh, the Lakers were in that one for most of the game, and if they win it, then they solidify a 500 road trip, which was one of the things that the Lakers front office was looking for in uh, in preparation for some kind of a trade, whether it's Russell Westbrook, whether it's Patrick Beverly or, or, or uh, and or uh, Kendrick Nunn. I understand why the Lakers lost this one, but it, and I don't even necessarily think looking at it as a missed opportunity is, is necessarily the right way to look at this. But when you're in that kind of a game, that late in the game where it's it only really kind of started falling apart with about six minutes ago in the fourth it would be nice to have that to, to figure out a way to execute there and and keep it a little closer a little longer but regardless the Lakers will have other opportunities to win here uh, they do wrap up the trip at Detroit which should be a win and would solidify a 500 road trip uh, Philadelphia has been a mess this season. 
Toronto, I think, is a bad matchup, especially on the second night of a back-to-back in which AD is not feeling well. More on that in a second, by the way. Um, and, and yeah, there, there's an opportunity to go 500 here with, you know, a, a, a very tough road trip, all things considered. But, yeah, it's this is one of those it is what it is games, I guess. Really quickly before we get out of here, Darvin Ham said after the game that Anthony Davis was uh, had a temperature of 101 and was still trying to give it a go, which means that he was around teammates with a temperature that is <laughs> uh, a, a it would indicate that what the bug that he's dealing with is contagious and you know that's not (laughs) I understand why AD would want to give it a go and I understand these players are are hard hardwired to basically try to overcome anything that they can to try to play and make themselves available for their teammates but in this case having a contagious flu (laughs) uh and, and, and coming around your teammates just doesn't make very much sense. So once once he showed up with a temperature, you send the guy home. You keep him away from teammates. You find a way to, to, to quarantine him even on the team plane while everybody is traveling, But and, which is tough, maybe impossible, right? As we just learned over the last couple of years, um, travel plus virus equals disaster. But... In this case, like the Lakers have already been dealing with the flu basically all year anyway. And if this is their way of handling it, where guys have a hundred plus degree temperature and are still walking around their teammates or coming to the facility, like just stay home, man. <laughs> Drink some OJ, take your NyQuil, DayQuil, take just get better and then and then come back when whatever it is that you're dealing with can't be Passed on? Uh, it seems kind of commonsensical to me. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Make sure you check out the Taco Tuesday show. Make sure you check out the uh, Raj's uh, Post Game Spaces show. And uh, on YouTube, we had a special guest for last night's uh, pressure cooker, Sabrina Merchant of The Athletic, formerly of Silver Screen and Roll, but now of The Athletic, stopped by. We chatted, obviously, throughout the game and then a little bit after the game because anytime I get to talk to her, I consider a W for everybody involved, and especially those listening. Uh, so check that out on YouTube and, and hit that subscribe button there as well. Um, a little bit later today, I'll be talking to Harrison, and we will be getting ready for the Toronto game. So until then, and until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying, Hey, Lakers, stay home if you're sick. Have a good one, everybody.